1: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey,
2: everybody. Welcome back to Public Access America. If you haven't seen from all the social posts we have going on, we've partnered with a couple podcasts. Adam Has a Beard is a Washington State original. The Denton County Collective is from Denton county texas and uh we got some great conversations going on and i wanted to head this show just by letting you people know a bit about what they're doing so adam what was on the schedule this week oh today we this week we had uh we had a couple of um a couple of podcasts happening we had one with chad michael collins and michael jolfson uh chad michael collins is uh most notable for echo three one out of the call of duty series and uh we got a chance to talk to him about uh, video gaming, got a, t- a chance to talk to him about the Sniper's Assassin's End movie him and Michael Jolson were in. Uh, matter of fact, I got it queued up on the living room watching that right now. Uh, and we also had a conversation with a, uh, an, a an intellectual, I like to call him. He was uh, he's a mathematician, a wizard, uh, really good with numbers and uh, fabrications and just calculations. And his wife, who happens to be a sponsor, Miss um, Debbie Seward, who is the uh, sponsor uh, uh, barber at uh, one of my sponsors? Yeah. Refined, refined man barbershop. Yeah, and awesome. those were those were great episodes. I wasn't really a part of the Chad one, but the second one with Jeffrey and Devin, that was that was really great. And it's tough editing, and I'm gonna have fun doing that. And everybody <laughs> should listen to that. <laughs> and, and Ryan here, he's our technical genius. He knows the ins and outs and everything. But we had a great <sighs> conversation a couple weeks ago with Mari Valverde. Uh, Mm a trans a trans advocate and that was a great episode but this week we had something really special can you tell me about that
3: yeah it was a great it was a great week we talked about uh, school reopening so we got a local denton isd which is a town a little bit north of dallas we got a local uh, third grade teacher who was also on uh, is privy enough to sit on board meetings and understand what's going on about the school reopening so she had a lot of insight to say and we also had a college professor from st louis talk about um, the university side of reopening and so it was a great conversation and I'm getting a lot of feedback the last 24 hours we've uh, gotten a lot a lot of people listening and it's been very exciting for our little show just starting up to get a great conversation going about something that's really important right now in our country and uh, it was great to see what is in place and it was also great to shed some light on some issues that are No one really knows about, you know, so it was cool to have that discussion and and what the viewers can do to help because not, you know, not everyone knows what to do. So it was a really great episode. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and there was some really
2: common sense solutions in there that um, Charlotte had. Charlotte had some really great solutions and I was really excited about that. Yeah, definitely. You can find Denton County Collective, Adam Has a Beard, Public Access America, as well as our little runt cousin, the Unsigned Countdown, on Spotify. You can find Denton County, Adam Has a Beard, Public Access America on iTunes. You can find them on instagram we're on twitter we got facebook pages pages going we're live streaming whenever we can and it's getting real exciting and you guys should be a part of it thanks for listening to public access america i'm going to get to my interview right now thanks for listening
1: alaykum, everyone. what starts here changes the world well i've got to admit i kind of like it what starts here changes the world We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime.
3: I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think.
1: But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10... We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other, because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every
3: politician who
1: is taking donations from the NRA, shame on I believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believed them. Children being separated from their parents So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it?
2: Welcome to Public Access America.
0: Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much. And may God bless us. may God bless us. absolutely fantastic. The one about gay history. Uh, so interesting, that bit about um, uh, the AIDS epidemic. Uh, possibly, uh, you know, pushing the gay mov- movement so much further forwards because of because of that, and so interesting compa- compared to nowadays, with uh, the exactly. Black Lives Matter and uh, and COVID nineteen and everything. And that, uh, I mean, I'm. It's obvious those Black Lives Matter would not have got hold of the world without the epidemic in place. So uh, uh, just fascinating, fascinating.
2: I think that's, that's the point that I came to where I can't address the current issues as well without, without delving into actual conversations. This is such a, such a strange time. And it's been uh, over a hundred years since anybody's dealt with anything like this. And there's no, there's no resource. There's no real resources for trans rights or gay rights Mm. or the uh, even disabled rights. It's so hard to find. And it's, it's amazing to me because the disabled are every demographic, and yet I think they get dismissed and watered down that way because everything is broken down into these groups, and the rest of the stuff, if you're blonde, you know if you're bald, if you're handicapped, these things just kind of go by the wayside, you know
0: yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely well one of the um, one of the words that's been put in the word bin um was ginger
2: I love that. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, tell me
2: more tell me more about this word bin i'm kind of excited i I listened to a podcast called away with words and so when you said word bin you had me
0: (laughs) oh cool well uh, uh, there was somebody um i think in canada who thought uh when i said the word bin that it was somewhere that you place precious words but it's it's definitely somewhere you put words you don't want anymore is that what you understood? Though? I
2: just, I thought it was a bin of interesting words to use. You know, I just, we just heard on ah, another podcast that um, irregardless was added to the dictionary and we had a debate about how bad and horrible that was. And if the Oxford dictionary didn't, didn't put it in, then we weren't going to use it. <laughs> right.
0: right. Now this, so this is a place for people who, who they don't like a word for whatever reason and they explain why so i just ask people to say their first name where they live uh, their job or hobby and then just go straight into um the word i'd like to pin be is because so um and it I've, I've been thinking about it for a few years um mainly because you know there, there's certain words that i I've, I've written poetry so i should i do love words but, and I publish books. Um, I do love words, but, you know, they are very, very slippery Mm -hmm. things, aren't they? Uh, Politicians in particular, they can be really slippery about them. Um, uh, One of the things, you know, when do you use freedom fighter? When do you use terrorist? That kind of, you know, there's, uh, but some of the words for me was perfect. I don't like the word perfect at all. Um, If, uh if there would the universe wouldn't exist if things were perfect. There was an imperfect number or the theory goes, imperfect number of um, positive and negative molecules or atoms or whatever they're called. Um and yeah I've been meaning to do it for so long and then I, I I just I went on holiday just before um UK went into the lockdown and I thought yeah when I get back I'm going to okay. do the work been. And I I'd, I'd tried. I I'd tried a few times. I met people and interviewed them face to face, and I thought that was the only way I need I could do it. And then I suddenly realised, after lockdown, I thought, well, I promised myself I would do this, and I suddenly realised everyone's got their phone. Everyone can record yes. themselves, and then suddenly it uh, the whole idea like fell into place because it meant that I can get words from all over, not only, not only all over the country. I can get words from all over the world. And I have been. Um, and uh yeah, so I'm loving it. Some people put in really <laughs> silly words. Uh some some people they practically um breaking your heart when you when you hear it. There's one late one woman who said, I want to put the word retard in because my children are always calling oh. me it. And because of that, you'll understand, I don't want to say what my name is or where I live or of what course. my job is. And, uh, oh, my God. Oh, that was horrific. There's, um, do you know the expression nitty-gritty? Have you come across that? Yes. Yeah. Do you know where that comes from?
2: I do not, but I've used it.
0: Oh, I didn't know where it came from, but... Uh, um. Apparently, and it certainly um, the two bits of information here are true, but whether they marry up, I haven't seen it on the internet, but this guy says it comes from the slave ships and the, um, the whites on the slave ships would, uh, on the way to Britain or wherever, would um, rape the slave women and children uh, in the bottom of the slave ships. And the uh, the women were uh, full of nits, and there was all this grit at the bottom of the ships, and that's where the expression comes from. Isn't that
2: interesting?
0: So um, uh, I can't say hundred percent that sure, but I was just like, "What?" And one of my other favourite words was somebody wants to put the word tolerant in, and um, he was explaining why, and he said. I don't want to live in a tolerant society, <laughs> and I was like, "Who is this man? Of course you want what? Of course you want to live in a tolerant society." But no, he says because that is implying that we are tolerating you, or we, whichever way around it is. He says, "I want to live in an inclusive society."
2: I like that. And I
0: just thought that that one for me was like because. I, yeah. Of course, I want to live in a tolerant society, but I just suddenly thought, "Oh my God, that is so." We should be,
2: we should be more than tolerated. I like that, but and, and we don't even think about that stuff.
0: No, no, no. But it's hidden inside the word, and so um, you know, I think it's, I, I, I love that. But you know, there were the the people who are um, you know, they want to get rid of, rid of the word "like" because everyone says "like" after every word. You know, that kind of there's. There's certain, like, mostly middle-aged, elderly people who want to get rid of (laughs) the way people talk (laughs) when they're younger. I think that's
2: one of the words that is just riding a wave of of, uh, generation. I think my generation started with that because of TV shows, and um, originally it was um, Valley Girls in California. And there was this show oh, this yeah. show called Square Pegs and it started, they just kept saying like after every word, and eventually it just became so popular that my mom started using it. And then <laughs> I, I always think when, when parents start doing something, that's when things fall out of favor, you know?
0: Yeah, it's time to move on. <laughs> Find another one. Absolutely. Um it, yeah, people don't like the word awesome around here. And they think that's
2: overused. Well, if it's used properly, then I I believe that it's useful, but oh, it's, yeah. it is overused. Not everything is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think the universe is awesome, but anything other than that is slightly different.
0: That's <laughs> so right, Jason. That's so right.
2: <laughs> but we all have feelings in a moment, and it, it's personal, and so something can be awesome to us because it's the greatest thing we've ever felt, but it's not, in in correlation with everything else, it's not as awesome as things could be. And I like that. Yeah, I, I had a, a child, I said, you're so cool. And he said, cool means bad. And I said, when did, when did that happen? When did cool mean bad? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's older people trying to keep up with the younger people. And I think maybe that could be part of the reason why we're not connecting correctly is just the use of of words
0: yeah yeah no, for sure um so a lot of, yeah a lot of it is just very funny really then um but i'm enjoying it so much the main the main problem for me is i find that i'm starting to because as you know you know you listen to a, you listen to a recording a, fa- a fair few times when you're putting it into a podcast yes. and so by the time i've finished the podcast i've been brainwashed and i start using the- <laughs> so i started to find that i'm using all the words that everybody else has been <laughs> that's so funny
2: yeah if you if you hang around with people long enough you start to pick up their 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 habits
0: yeah exactly i haven't used nitty-gritty though
2: <laughs> well now that you know what it is there's a there's a connotation to it that you'd rather not uh, have a i
0: definitely with. won't be I, I wasn't using it before really but um.
2: <laughs> that's true right is there so you're you're getting submissions f- from worldwide, but is there differences in different countries? Like a word is normal in England and not in America. Are people in America saying "stop saying bollocks"? <laughs> I don't like the word. <laughs> I, I don't
0: think I've got. I don't think I've got to that stage uh, yet. I've got how um, many? I think it's maybe twenty-five episodes out, and there's one. Um, they're only five minutes each long, each one, and I'm sending them out um, every day, uh, weekday day. Mm-hmm. So they're five a week. Um, so it's only five weeks long. This project so far. Okay. Um, but I'm hoping to carry it on as long as I keep keep getting the recordings in. I want to carry it on. Um, you know, forever really. Well, maybe not forever, but for a long time. So, so I'm excited at this stage that I've had like I've had one from um, Nigeria, India, Sri Lanka, Turkey, America. um, I think one from New Zealand. Um, Isn't
2: that incredible?
0: But um, it's only just starting, Uh, so I'm really, really keen for people from all over the all over the world to take part. What, uh, what, one of my like little. secret hopes for it which i think is part of is definitely happening already is that um i wanted to you know to give people a voice Uh, so if they send it in as long as it's uh the recording isn't impossible to use because it's you know so badly recorded
2: uh,
0: if it's not offensive then it goes out it's going to go out whatever whatever I think about whether the word should be binned or not, it's people's own opinion. And um, it's certainly, I can, were, the reaction I've had from certain, some people, it's certainly helping is, you know, t- to be able to have your voice heard is, is an is important thing, I think. And that's partly why I want it to be worldwide as well, because uh, uh, each podcast is so tiny, but I hope over time it will turn into something humble but you
2: know i like it but people don't have the people don't have the attention span five minute episodes are are pretty great nowadays. (laughs) and so just to just to get it out of the way um you're at fair acres press yeah and on facebook fair on twitter and facebook at fair acres press is that where you're taking the submit submission
0: yeah or they can email to um the word bin. Okay. T-H-E-W-O-R-D-B-I-N at gmail.com. Let's do that. So, um, yeah, so they can find me on um, Facebook Facebook uh, and Twitter as Fairacre Press, which is F-A-I-R-A-C-R-E-P-R-E-S-S. And you can yeah. you everybody
2: can find these links in the description portion of this podcast when it does come out.
0: Exactly. Well it is it is out already. So it's done Pubbean and iTunes and all all good. Really? All good podcast hosts.
2: So I, I can go <laughs> ahead and subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts.
0: Yes, you can. I
2: think that's incredible. I did go to your Twitter and then I clicked on your link. Fair, um and it was just it was interesting. You have a lot of stuff. By the way. I wanted to just tell everybody that um, you are the writer and editor for Fair Acres Press. You love nature, art, science, books, projects, and podcasts, which I think is amazing. But your background—you're trained as a scientist. You worked as a GP, and now you're you're writing short stories and poems. And I think this is just amazing. And you 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 wrote that you have a passion for bringing science and arts together, and. You you have degrees in medical and ceramics, and I think that was a unique conversation. But I mean, how are you getting involved in all of this stuff? You 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 just seem you seem like a renaissance woman. You're just all over with everything. I love this.
0: Oh, that's so lovely. Um, you know how you know how these things happen. It's just by sort of by mistake. But um, uh, I had the idea. I was I did the ceramics degree left left general practice to do a ceramics degree but i still worked as a gp in the holidays and then um i started writing poetry and making textile art and um then at some point i had this idea of doing um a, a book of poetry and art about the butterflies of shropshire really and um i think that one of the turning points for me was I went along to a poetry reading and I don't know if you've heard of Gillian Clark, who used to be the national poet of Wales. Hmm. Um, so she, she, she was reading poems, I went with two friends and then she read a, a poem about a particular butterfly and they started elbowing me in my side and um, saying you've got to ask her for it, you've got to ask her for it. I was going Look, I'm just doing this. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just making this tiny little book. And um, she won't want anything to do with it. I mean, I was going to give the money to butterfly conservation. But it was a hobby. It's because, you know, I could afford it at the time. And um, but I I went up to her and I asked her and she said, Oh, yes, uh, anything for those lovely little creatures here. I've got a copy of the poem here. Uh, would you like me to sign it and she handed it over to me and it gave it was an amazing moment because it gave me the confidence to ask people and think 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 big with ideas um
2: I and
0: that was the turning point that was sort of two thousand and ten and uh yeah i uh, I'm currently running my fifth um we have the we have the arts council england here who funds um art art and music and well it was set up originally to uh, fund opera <laughs> but they've become uh, much more diverse in what they <laughs> what they fund since but um in the application for that you have to find a, a complete concept when you um when you're coming up with an idea for it to really work, hmm. and that's been really good training for me. And I, just, I, I, I just realized, you know, well, there are, lo- there are lots of projects that haven't happened, you know. Sure. So you just that's how that's how it is. But there's there's plenty that have. Nobody sees those failed ones, <laughs> right. but you know, got a, little, got a pile of them.
2: <laughs> I was just listening to an interview with uh, Fiona Hill who is is originally from England and her family was from Scotland and she was just explaining that she only got where she was because of people's help and mentoring and other people paying it forward and she does the same she's just an amazing person i think <laughs> and so it, it's really amazing this we can start stuff and it can lay dormant until the opportunity somebody once said success is when preparation meets opportunity and if you're not prepared you're never going to succeed so we leave these little projects dormant for a while and then suddenly there's new life in them and it's just yeah. it's just an amazing gift when somebody says yes let's 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 flesh out this project together and i i'm so happy yeah. that you you start things so that they can become something well
0: thank you so much well i enjoy it a lot i enjoy it a lot When it comes when it comes to books that I publish, on the whole, I um I think of myself as um, just um, creating a safe, supportive place for the for the author. So I tend to, you know, that they'll just send me six poems, and I'll say I'll publish you. I won't say I'd like to see all of it. Uh, what you know, and then we go on from there, and I just give them space to find the best that they've got inside them Mm -hmm. and that has worked that's worked really really nicely it's um it's it's a nice experience for me and um yeah the result is always quite nice i think yeah
2: i think it's important to create a space a safe space nowadays and i think i think people judge too quickly and if they just sat back they would be amazed at what they discovered
0: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely
2: What what's the process like in creating a book you're collecting poems but you're you're going from collection to publishing and i think a lot of people have stories in them they just don't know how to go from point a to point z you know what i mean
0: yes yes i do um i oh, mm-hmm, what's 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 the process? I don't um I don't know if I can say it from the point of view of the writer mm-hmm. particularly. Um,
2: or are you the publisher yourself?
0: Yes. Got yes.
2: you. Okay. So how do you how do you become a publisher? Maybe that would help people.
0: I just decided to publish. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you <laughs> just I
0: gave myself. I gave myself a name. <laughs> I thought, I need a, I need a name. I gave myself very compressed and um, and set myself up just because I wanted to do this um, this uh, collaborative book of art and poetry about the butterflies of Shropshire. Then I um, advertised in magazines and uh, newspapers and um, on Facebook and things to get people to submit their work. Then I cho- I chose which I, what i wanted then i bought a eight pound 88 um cd rom i think it was at the time yeah cd rom uh editing software and i just placed i placed everything on the page how i liked it oh. and i realized there's so much you know then you have to decide what kind what font you, and what size are you going to do the page numbers and you got to You've got to write the copyright page and you've got to do, you know, yes. the index. You've got to do it all. Do the cover. Um, sometimes I do the cover myself, but sometimes I employ somebody. Of course. There's someone in Brazil I like very much at the moment who um, has, uh, he's, he's designed two, two um, covers. He's going to do another, another cover for me. So I like the idea of um, uh, collaborating with somebody in Brazil. I love that. <laughs> me too, me too. Uh, and that was just, that was just luck because I was doing this book called Diversify. I made up a word, Diversify, which was about the um, uh, birds, urban birds of Britain, of, of Britain's town and countries. And that, again, was art and poetry. And um, I, I commissioned, this was part of an arts council project, I commissioned... Um, uh poets and artists um who were known um not for their nature poetry but who lived in towns and cities okay. to write something and um then uh yeah ronaldo uh just sent me an email saying oh i'm looking for work and i thought oh well brilliant you know th- this this fits with diversity i'll help you thank you very much
2: <laughs> i love this i do I do the, when it comes to podcasts, it's the same thing. You, you get the interview and you think, wow, that's great. I can just post it. But there's so much to do after that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: there really is, isn't there? Yeah. And then, and then, of course, once you published the book as a publisher, that's well, and as an author, that's, that's actually the start of it. You feel like, oh, I've done it. But now it's out in the world, so then you have to try and do the marketing, and sure. I, I love um you know putting books if, in into trying into awards, trying to get reviews for them, sure. that, that kind of thing. So, um, so I I just and I and I think yeah, I think marketing is a, a creative creative thing in its own. I agree. Soft marketing. Soft marketing. You, you can have a lot of you can have a lot of fun with it yes um but it's a bottomless pit as well so you could you could, you, I could spend you know every waking hour doing that yeah. which would <laughs> end
2: i think i think what's sad is that people can spend hundreds of thousand dollars to promote stuff and then good stuff independent stuff gets pushed down the list because it's just not it's just not seen and that's really a shame but we trudge on and eventually it's discovered and that i think the individual likes make me happier than any any followers I think I think on my Instagram I have maybe 84 followers that's not what it's about for me (laughs) I mean Public Access America in four years has had over 40 million listens and so I I think (laughs) that's what's amazing to me that I, I saw my stats and I looked and I said where's the isle of man and why do I have two listeners there I love this (laughs) and so that's more important to me than any followership
0: yeah no that's amazing isn't it wow congratulations I'm not surprised but congratulations for that thank
2: you it was a lot of work it was posting episodes every day (laughs) right yeah so and and, no that's incredible and now we're we're starting uh because of the climate and atmosphere in this country. We're starting podcasts to have long form conversations about issues that people are dealing with. And we're we're starting to open those up state by state. And it's a lot of work, but it's, it's really worth it when you hear the stories and talk to people in this way. I think it's really amazing to connect with people. And so I'm so happy you're here. <laughs>
0: Same here, same here. Could can't, can't believe what a piece of luck it was that I saw that
2: tweet. <laughs> yes, because I've been doing tweets like that for over a year now. Happier,
0: <laughs> happier.
2: Yeah. So oh,
0: right.
2: I think pe- people get uh, uh, nervous about they don't understand the convert they think recording is something different than just a conversation. I, I yeah. people talk all the time. And if you get them on a subject they love, they will just talk. But until then, yeah. they're just super worried and st- super nervous and yeah i i told, i tell people I'm pretty easy to talk to if you want to just talk we'll we'll come across something that interests you, you know
0: oh yeah you're, yeah say so right you're so right there's one um there's one guy on the radio here, Ian Mcmillan, who is on a program called the verb and um oh, listening to him they almost invariably the people he's talking to you can hear they're they're like Really nervous at the start of it, and then he, he he he's I I met him once and talked to him, and he's read each book like three times before he interviews them. So he really really knows wow. their work, wow. and then he asks questions which are spot on, and they absolutely blossom. You can hear it coming through the radio. It's um yeah it's 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 a gift, but you ha- you you have to work on it as well that's
2: right you have to put the time in it don't you that's right yeah I say it, it's a lot like surfing you you paddle out and then you hit a wave and you just have to go with it <laughs> even if you're not informed we could we could end up on a subject like parrots or cats or volcano <laughs> volcanoes and it's just it's just so amazing I learn as I go and then I take that knowledge into the next the next conversation and it's just it's neat and i'm i'm collecting people along the way and they're just a big group of people that are just full of information and that i think that's so interesting i like the fact that a listener that listens to this is going to listen to the word bin and maybe even start submitting stuff and and it it could just be it could just be a snowball that that was created right here in this moment
0: Oh, I would love that. <laughs> I would love that
2: too. Honestly, I think people people are amazing, and they have a lot of thoughts. They just don't share them because they think they're maybe ridiculous when they're not.
0: Yeah, no, you're so right. The occasional times when I've met somebody and I think to myself, "Oh, they were boring," mm. I am so embarrassed because I don't think anybody is boring. It's just I didn't I I didn't succeed. When I was talking to that person for whatever reason i because uh, you're so right, get somebody on there on 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 what interests them oh, I love it I've always loved it yes um i haven't I haven't done it yet, but that was that was a podcast that a friend of mine and I were planning at one point was called the Enthusiasts, which was very much was like um but i kind of i'm when i was writing the funding application i kind of wrote myself into a into a corner it kind of lost its its life somewhere and that's why the word been i decided i wouldn't i wouldn't even ask for any funding for this i wanted to do i just wanted to do it so okay um right get on and just do it it doesn't matter is
2: that what (laughs) do you have to adjust your ideas for the funding
0: Sometimes you do, okay. yeah, exactly. But they, but the the trick is to make sure it's it stays true to what you want to do, agreed. As well as picking their boxes, yeah. Okay. That's, and and somewhere along the line with that one, I I, I kind of lost it. But it was very interesting. Did you know that there's um, an olymp? It's an actual Olympic sport. Did you know there's underwater hockey?
2: I did not know that.
0: I didn't know that. So that was going to be one of our, that was going to be one of our subjects because uh, <laughs> you, you, you come up, up, you know, you have to breathe, obviously. Sure. So you come up to the surface to breathe and then you go back down and it's like a, heavy, a weighted puck and you're playing hockey at the bottom of the swimming pool.
2: That's so interesting. I've never even, I've never even seen that. And I'm a hockey fan. Ah,
0: well, definitely exists. And there's um, another thing I wanted to do on that podcast, which I haven't done, is um, there's a, a profanity embroidery group in uh, South, South England, where they're these, you know, very, um, you know, stereotypical middle to old-aged English la- <laughs> ladies. Sorry. And they're doing beautiful embroidery, and then they, you know, there's this swear word right, right across <laughs> the
2: the thing. I did want to do a show on the origins of of curse words, I, I just to explain where they came from. You know what? I like that.
0: Yeah, it's a good one.
2: I just haven't had the guts <laughs> to do it. I don't want to swear that much on air. <laughs> the
0: the podcast have to be beep all the way through. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't have to do any work at all <laughs> <laughs> a, is the and <laughs> just,
2: you know, just solid beeps I love that so on a different topic I just wanted to you're you're a, a former GP and yeah I'm just yeah. I'm just kind of curious and I'd like people to get a sense of how global that this pandemic seems to be can I is it okay if I just ask What's the situation there? How are you guys dealing with it?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, obviously, uh, obviously, I haven't, well, not obviously. I haven't been a GP for 20 years. Okay. But So I'm very much just somebody who's watching the television. Sure. But um, we've had, in the UK, we have had forty five, over 45,000 deaths now. Um. We are coming out of lockdown as a country, but um, one little town, well, not little, one town, Leicester, had to go back in again um, uh, because there was a spike. Um, I was actually, I went on the holiday to Belize the, the two weeks, turned out to be the two weeks before we, UK went into lockdown. Um, and from from the moment, you know, I went on the first of March and got back three days before the country went into lockdown. And the difference that had happened while I was away because um, two weeks before it was basically something that was happening somewhere else, and uh, um, uh, and the number of people who were dying didn't seem like too many. Sure, it it wasn't that many at that point, and there was sort of and when we were in Belize, we were, we were thinking, oh, everyone's um gosh they're making a bit of a fuss about this there's a bit of a but uh, when when we got back then um uh yeah of course uh, the the things things got serious um and um we, uh politically it looks like definitely um that our scientists were telling telling our politicians to go into lockdown at least a week before sure ...oh... Uh, we did as a country probably sooner. Um, so there's a lot of political, I think as in every country, there's a lot of um, political problems, um, which some of them you feel, yeah, you know, you, w- you you personally need to be pulled up on that. We also need to look at it for the future mm. uh, to make sure we know what worked, what didn't work, and be, be prepared for the future. In my opinion um, but you know also, also pretty pretty difficult, i would say, for every country to um, to get it exactly right because now we're coming out, and the e- e- economically i think the u k is in, um, isn't in a good position right. compared to a lot of countries right um i've been really lucky personally i haven't known anybody who's had the virus or who's died of the virus and um i've been in a lot of ways i've really really benefited during lockdown um on a personal level i don't know if i should be saying that (laughs) but um I tried to keep.: it's
2: All blessings at this point, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I only moved house uh, six months ago, and I've got to know all my neighbors, partly because we were um, every Thursday evening, we were clapping the NHS at eight o'clock, so we'd go out and clap. Uh, one neighbor play, played his trumpet, played a tune, a new tune out of his upstairs window every, every um, week. I liked it. And then, and then we'd get to chat to each other afterwards. And um, also because everybody was at home, they were all talking ac- over the fence with me and it's been, for me, just, uh, I've never had never had this kind of relationship with all my neighbours. I know all their names and it's, yeah, that wouldn't have happened because it's the sort of, um, uh, it's the sort of housing estate where, you know, you get in your car and drive off. So you might wave to each other a lot, but you right. wouldn't be, you wouldn't actually be seeing each other too much. And um, when lockdown started, the skies were completely blue. You couldn't hear any traffic. Mm. All you could hear was birdsong, and I'm in the middle of town. Um, I could hear, hear an owl hooting the, at night. Um, and I, I started cycling for the first time in my life. And it was it was fantastic, because there was nothing on the road. So I was... Um, <laughs> because I, think I was a very safe cyclist to start with, I've got a bit better, but at the start it was bad. And I think to have, feel like the whole world has um, stood still. I know that I'm exceedingly lucky in my exceedingly exceedingly lucky in my position, but um, it, it was a, for me it was the time to. Um, like meditate and read books about how to live in the present and um and it's helped me not waste time on seeing people who i you know or going out to events that i felt obliged to go to yeah. now i feel like no no i'm only going to do i'm literally i'm only doing the things that really feed feed me and i enjoy um, that was going off the question, really,
2: wasn't it? Nope, not at all. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's pretty. Everybody's dealing with it in their own ways. I, I, you, you're getting to know your neighbors. You don't. You guys are are slightly divided politically as well. Is that is that an issue with your neighbors or?
0: What because of Brexit?
2: Yeah. Or yeah.
0: Is that what you mean?
2: Yes, more of the more of the standings. I, brexit is either going to happen or not but it's the people that are supporting it or not that i think make the difference there and it's are, are you guys are is is england feuding is there sides like like that in which we have red hats and no hats we have masks and no masks it's pretty easy to tell who is where the divide is and that's sad in and of yeah. itself but england has always had the stiff upper lip and they've always been a strong people, and so it's harder to tell from here if there's still a divide. And so I'm just kind of curious as to I'm kind of curious as to how that's affecting everything.
0: When we had the when we had the referendum, um, what is that four years ago now? I think I think it was 2016, May 2016, and uh, the country voted out. Only just, 52% to 48% voted out of Europe. Um, That day, it was like uh, I just felt this thump in my chest. Um, I'd voted to stay in, but not at that point. I would say I was completely unpolitical for the whole of my life. Agreed. Um, But that changed then. uh, and it, but what has been really interesting is that, unfortunately, um, yeah, there's been this, it's, it's become part of your identity, I think. Right. Um, uh, that, um, yeah, you either voted leave or you voted remain. And, um, it's, Everybody that I knew already happened to vote Remain, but I didn't realise that that was the case. Okay. Um, but um, I completely understand. Uh, there was why I I, I, fe- I felt there was a problem with um, uh, the numbers that were coming into the country. That th- this I think was from my own small brain. Um, I think immigration was a huge thing about it
2: at the time. It it was over, yeah. it was overwhelming a lot of countries. So, and,
0: and and yeah, and but the problem is, is Britain is very overpopulated already. Is it? If you if you compare the number of people per square kilometer, whatever, to Germany, say, right. you would find that we were much had many more people. So my feeling was that um, the, the EU um, rules about having open borders throughout Europe, right. they should actually have some kind of, um, people should share, share it out within the countries and the, the people uh, a, little bit, uh, a little bit more. Uh, I think a big problem was the Remainers then seemed to say that everyone who voted leave Europe were racist and um stupid right and uh that doesn't help a good dialogue <laughs> no
2: of course not if there's a problem let's solve it. it isn't avoid it or attack it
0: yeah because i don't think they were i don't think they weren't stupid and i don't think they were stupid and i do not think they were all racist because, as I say, I had these thoughts that I think, you know, hang on a minute, the country might sink if we have too many people who come and live in the country. Sure, right. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it, there is only a certain number and there's the housing, there was, well, still is a housing problem because that there are more people coming into the country. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, it's kind of weird because Brexit was there for, um, you yeah, know, three, well, right up until the pandemic, <laughs> basically, uh, nope. and then suddenly everyone was like thinking, oh, we've been wasting all our time and energy on worrying about this, but we could actually live or die now. Right. So, so it kind of, but it still hasn't, you know, we're um, we're still heading towards uh, leaving Europe, and it seems absolutely ridiculous in my mind because um e- economically we were in a, a hole already yes yeah. and to add that on top of it i think um is you know it's a, a great pity um
2: i agree how are you uh, going to put a border on ireland it just it didn't make so- <laughs> it didn't make sense to me that it i understood leaving the union isn't going to stop people from coming into your country. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're coming everywhere. They're going everywhere.
0: (laughs) Well, that's, that's really interesting, isn't it? Because that's, that's another thing that is happening is, you know, Scotland wanted to, they had a vote for independence um, and, and, and the vote was to stay in Britain, but but that was before, that was before the Brexit vote. Um, the, certainly Northern Ireland and Ireland, that's happening. Wales has their own assembly now as well. Got Scotland having their own parliament. Northern Ireland has their own parliament. Uh, but what's been really interesting, in my, my mind, in coronavirus, is those, those other countries have had their own rules. Um, so although they're all governed by, this, by Boris Johnson as our prime minister, OK. He says something, but no, Scotland's gone their own way. They, they, each country has gone their own way, and so we're not, we're not a United Kingdom already. So I think um, it'll be really interesting to see what comes out of that, because I think that you know already, the, each each of those countries are used to doing their own thing. So um, yeah, I think something, I think something interesting might come out of that. We'll see.
2: <laughs> that's, that's a pretty amazing statement. You're not, you're not the United Kingdom. We're not the United States. We're all doing the same. I live in a, I live in a state, I think we, we, we were, we're having seven to, I think our top was 15,000 cases and we've had 700 deaths a day and, oh. but other states are, are in reopening and getting back to basics and we're being not only are we not allowed to come to your country we're not allowed to go to other states if you you live in a state that is exploding and i just think it's all politics that's causing that i thought on an individual basis around the world people would would save each other wearing a mask meant i would be protecting you not me and i thought that was that was I thought people were were good that way. <laughs> I thought we were we were empathetic that way, and we wouldn't want to hurt people. But apparently, there is a group of people that just don't care, and it's it's upsetting to me. On a, on a global level, it's it's upsetting to me.
0: Um, we're, we're from um, next Friday, I think, from the twenty sixth of July. I think it is. Um, it's mandatory now uh, for um, anyone in the UK to oh, well. No in england in england you have to you have to wear a mask when you're in any shop now um and i'm personally i'm really pleased to pleased that that's happening i agree um it
2: just shows it so it shows solidarity it's like raising yeah. it's like raising the flag in your front yard it's just there, i know during World War two we banded together and we were we had this solidarity going on, and i thought this would that would be this moment where the world would unify and it just seems yeah. to fall apart into pieces and it just it upset me on a level i didn't know was possible
0: well i think um i think there's a massive you know obviously there's a massive shake-up going on and there's there's put there's, there's always positive things and negative things and it also depends on where you're standing whether you see it as a positive or negative thing Agree. um uh as I say, I'm I'm extraordinarily lucky that you know um, I, I've, I've got my own house, I've got food, all of that, you know, I've got work that I love doing, um, and so I've got time to um, to think about other people, and I've also got time to um, you know listen to the the news and then think about what people have said on the news. Sure. Um, one of the good things here, because uh, uh, we've had our own uh, Black Lives Matter protests and there's been um, lots of, action, not just talk, and one of the really good things from my point of view, it might seem like a really niche thing, but uh, I don't know how it works in, in America, but as it stands at the moment, if you want to go to university, your teacher in January predicts what grades you're going to get in your final exams and then from that you get either a, a conditional or an unconditional offer from your university and then you get your grades and then you either if it's if it's conditional on what grades you get then you might not be allowed to your place but if you're teacher had predicted low grades, then you were never offered a place in university. Sure. Research has shown, and it obviously had already shown way before um, uh, Black Lives Matter started recently, um, uh, that um, if if you were uh, non-white, then uh, it was much more likely that your predicted grades would be lower than what you actually got. Hmm. Now the government is talking about changing it. So wait until you've got your university grades and then apply for university. I mean, wait until you've got your final school grades, sorry, and then apply for university. And for me, this is just like, that is an actual, positive, definite thing that is coming out of this. Yes. Um, uh, and that's... Yeah, that's changing something for everybody. You know, there are people who don't get on with their teachers, their teachers don't like, who might just give them a bad grade. Um, There are people who might be slacking, but just get on, get their head down right at the end. Or, you know, whatever reason Mm. it is, this this seems fair and it's getting rid of something archaic. So, and in Britain, as you can imagine, we have got a huge amount of archaic, Rubbish. Oh sure. But sitting inside our whole society.
2: In tradition.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, and we need to chip at that, and get <laughs> in, my, in my opinion, we need to get rid of a whole lot of that. And um, uh, yeah. So there is there is a lot of sadness and lots of negativity at the moment, but I think it there is there are there is hope, and you can only. You can only look after yourself and um, and police yourself in how you behave, can't you? And then hopefully, as as I can see from your podcast, it, it is happening. That's coming through. And that will be... Um, uh, that's at the start of your podcast, isn't it? The thing about help help 10 people change their lives and then those 10 people change their lives that's, that's right. a really really that's a great great bit i really liked hearing that and i, I think that's it you need to look after yourself first through and then it just flows out to other people doesn't it
2: i think if you can solve 10 pro, if you can change 10 people's lives in a, in the course of your lifetime how hard is that to try
0: yeah and quite often you never know that you have don't you
2: that's right quite often you don't know that you have but i don't think that's as important i don't i just think i think i think trying to help in the way that we can help people just helps us make it validates us and i i i love what you do and i love i love the fact that you loved what i do thank you so much oh
0: that's a pleasure i'm going to listen to more and more of them
2: (laughs) thank you (laughs) So nice to meet you <laughs> so nice to meet you we've been talking with nadia kingsley she's on twitter and facebook at fair acres press she's the writer editor director i want you to go ahead and i want you to find the word bin on apple Podcasts. i want you to subscribe to that and when you're listening to this episode go ahead and put some of the words that you dislike right there on the episode timeline on soundcloud and we can find out i think that's amazing thanks for being here Nadia I really appreciate it well,
0: thank you so much Jason you've
2: been amazing it's
0: been so much fun you are a lovely man thank
2: you I hope to have you back we have we have a few podcasts and I would love to have you on some of them okay cool yay <laughs> <laughs> I love collaborating I think it's important I think it's important I think these things are I think you're a unique and wonderful woman thank you for being oh
0: cheers <laughs>
2: Have a great day. <laughs> you
1: too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have won
2: out of that tunnel. From my, dad. From my dad on Twitter Apple Podcast the Stitcher Smart Radio Stitcher app
1: Potable. and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America:
2: Public Access. History, in history in the Making, Making History in the Making.